Welcome to the Get Over Divorce podcast, where you'll learn to get your power back, hold healthy boundaries, and become the confident, successful single woman who can find real lasting love yet. Divorce sucks, but the rest of your life doesn't have to. Let's create a life you love. I'm your host, relationship coach, Julie Danielson. Let's do this. Hey, Tribe Sisters, welcome. We're going to talk about a subject that came up in our thriving community. Miss Tara asked the question, how did you decide you were ready to start dating again after divorce? And when I saw that question, I immediately wrote out a list of 10 things. And I want to go back on my word. (laughs) I want to take it back. I want to say this criteria is for knowing you're ready for a relationship, but knowing you're ready to start dating is a totally different subject. And I think knowing you're ready to start dating requires one main criteria, and that is you're going to put yourself first and you're willing to walk away if somebody is not a good fit for you. And I stress you because I find a lot of women out there dating because a guy likes them. And it's like, we are not in the business of charitable dating. (laughs) I don't want any of you to go out there dating somebody because they like you. I want you to be in your power and you decide if you like them and then you date. Okay, so the criteria that I have here is more about being in a relationship, and I want to talk about the transition from dating to relationship. So when you first start dating, it is going to be messy, and you need to be willing to do it shitty, (laughs) like a shitty first draft of a book or a paper, right? Be willing to just get your feet wet, to get in there and try it out. And you're probably going to suck at it. And that's okay. Because with every date and with every new connection you make with different men, you're going to get better at it. Just like anything, it requires practice. It requires more than one shot. So be willing to be in it for the long haul Be willing to be in the dating pool for as long as it takes for you to find your great, amazing guy. And for a lot of the women I work with, I really challenge them if they are in that place where they know they want to find their lifelong partner, I challenge them to be willing to be dating different men for like 100 dates. Like just being willing to be in that kind of a dating pool requires a totally different mindset than the kind of person that's out looking to land a guy, right? You're not looking to land a guy. You're looking to to land the guy, the one that is going to make you feel loved, appreciated, and adored for the rest of your life the one that's going to take care of you when you're sick, right? Like you want the guy. So when you're out there in the dating world, 
I have these 10 criteria that I want you to always be working on, okay? The first criteria to be in the dating pool is to be willing to walk away, right? Now, I say number one here, you need to learn to trust yourself to make good decisions about men. And this is probably going to be something that you work on in the process of dating, right? You're going to be saying no to the guys that are not a good fit for you, and you are showing yourself that you can trust yourself. You are showing yourself that you have your own back. Number two is be willing to say no and stand up for yourself. Standing up for what you want, need, and desire is so important, and it's going to be something that you're going to have to practice, right? You don't get to step into the dating pool and have all of these worked out for you. You're not going to be 100% ready for a relationship and amazing at dating the second you start dating. It's going to be something you're going to fall on your face a few times, and you might suck at it for a little while, and that's okay, But being willing to stand up for yourself and say no is having your own back. Number three, feeling 100% secure with myself and my worth. Now, feeling 100% self-secure and worthy is a process. And all of these things I'm talking about is a process, but it's a goal that you're always building that muscle of believing in your own worthiness. And standing up for yourself is part of honoring your self-worth. Okay, number four is willing to ask the hard questions. I love this in dating because you need to be willing to know where you stand in a relationship. You need to be willing to ask a guy, so... Where do you see this going? If he's like, to my bed at 9 p.m. tonight for dessert, and that's it, you're going to be like, no, thank you, right? Like, you have to be willing to ask the hard questions so that you are clear on where he stands in your relationship or if there is one, right? Clarity is so important. So you have to be willing to ask the hard questions. If you're not willing to ask the hard questions, you're going to be one of those women posting in the in the group describing a date in great detail and then asking a random group of women, "What do you think he was thinking? What are what is going on in his mind?" And I promise you, none of those women know what's going on in his mind. This is like literally gameplay me playing. You need to be willing to just be frank, ask the straight question, and if he's not willing to answer it, that is your answer. He's not your person. All right, number five, willing to be in the dating pool for the long haul, not settle and hold out for that criteria of what your dream man really is. I love this one because I feel like there's so many women out there that go out there dating and they're like, oh, well, this guy's really nice, but, and I'm like, if there's a but in your nice guy, 
that means there's a red flag there for you. Something's not jiving with you, right? He might not be your person. Be willing to move on to the next. Now, when I talk about criteria, I work with my women to develop in a very extensive list of must-haves and red flags. Red flags are, there are some universal red flags, like gambling, addicted to porn, alcoholic, druggy, like all those things are universal red flags. Um, And I would say that it is your job to be on the lookout for those and to break up with somebody that exhibits those. You are also going to have some other red flags that may have come from your last relationship, right? So maybe your ex was super ultra controlling. Anybody that acts that way, you're going to be like, eh, not for me. I'm not going to repeat that pattern. Your criteria is something you get to decide. You get to put it together. And you get to hold out for that amazing guy that checks all of the boxes and has zero red flags. And this is where your worthiness comes in because a lot of women date beneath them. And you don't need to date beneath you, okay? There's a man out there that meets all of your criteria. And I know it's true because I have one. My clients are out there dating and some of my past clients have that man too. So it's possible. You just have to be willing to do it for the long haul until you find him. Okay, and then number six is willing to break up if it's not a fit. I always tell my women I want them to be able to dump like a ninja. And I don't even know. (laughs) I mean, I know what that means to me. And I think really it just means be willing to say, look, we're just not a fit. Thank you and goodbye. There doesn't need to be any unnecessary drama in a breakup. It can just simply be, look, we're just not a fit. It's not, hey, you're not good enough. You don't have a good enough car, good enough job, and you look at your phone for 50% of the time on our date. Like, You don't have to bring in the drama of how he's not meeting your criteria All you need to say is, look, I think you're a really nice guy, but we're just not a fit. It's such an easy and simple way to exit. (laughs) I think of like on stage, exit, stage left, quietly. Maybe leave through the fire, emergency fire exit. I don't know. But whatever it is, don't put yourself through dating somebody because he likes you. You need to like him too. You need to like him a lot. And if he's not curling your toes and making you want to like have a makeout session with him by the end of the first date, then he might not be your person. Okay. Number seven, it is so important that you are willing to be alone and not desperately filling alone time with people and things to do. And what I really mean by this is I think there's this period of t- 
time after a divorce for a lot of women, not everybody, some people are really good with their alone time, but they fill every waking minute with, I got to be busy. They fill it with busyness and they fill it with friends and they fill it with activity so that they're never idle and they're never really alone with themselves. They're not alone with their thoughts because what happens when they're alone with their thoughts is they think, oh my God, I'm alone, I'm lonely, and I'm going to be alone forever. And it's just not true. For a lot of women, they sit in their alone time and they get through it in a way that they stop fearing it. They start embracing it. That alone time starts to feel like solitude and delicious luxuriousness because they're filling that time with really taking good care of themselves. And that's what I want for all of you out there, to be 100% okay with your alone time. Because when you come to the table and you're 100% healthy and whole, and you're good with your alone time, like you're bringing more to the table in that relationship. You're not needy and desperate for him to entertain you, to spend all his time with you. Like you guys can have your own separate social circles. You can have your own separate hobbies and still come together and be happy, healthy, and whole and create an amazing relationship together. Okay, number eight. Now, all these steps, like, I just kind of want to reiterate. I wrote this in response to how did you know you were ready to start dating again, but I decided this is more like things that we always need to be working on and maybe be working on before you're ready to commit to a relationship, right? So number eight is be willing to be vulnerable and let your guard down so that you can let love in. Love is not going to shatter your guarded heart. Like you need to be willing to be open and vulnerable and let your guard down, ladies, if you're going to let love in. And I tell you what, being a vulnerable person is not a sign of weakness. It is sexy It's something you're going to like and be attracted to in your male counterpart. And it is a sign of the greatest bravery you can share in a relationship. You are exposing yourself to this person. You are letting your guard down. You are speaking your truth and being willing to have really hard conversations with love, right? Like, it is such a beautiful thing to be in a deeply connected relationship where you can have the hard conversations and you can be just so intimate in just about every moment because you guys are this, like, deeply connected couple. I can't think of another way to describe it besides so deeply connected, but, like, I know a lot of people come out of a relationship and they say, oh, we couldn't communicate. And I think it's deeper than that because me and my husband don't need to communicate all the time. We feel connected. Like I feel 
this connection with him where we could go all day and not say a word and it doesn't matter. I don't need the constant validation that everything's okay. I just feel it, right? That's connection. It's because we're willing to be vulnerable with each other. We're willing to let our guard down and let love in. Okay, number nine. Oh, I love this one. Take responsibility for your part in the failure of the marriage and work on those things. I think this is one of the hardest things, and I think I I have a whole podcast ready to go on this one sentence. (laughs) Taking responsibility for your part of the failed marriage and work on those things. So I'm just going to say really quick, it is really important to find where you went wrong because that's where you have power in your transformation. If all you're ever doing is sitting there and pointing the finger at your ex and saying about like all the ways that he failed you, there's no power in that. Your power comes from your own transformation and cleaning up the things that didn't work for you in this last relationship. And I think that's a very powerful thing to really investigate and look at deeply is what do you think you did wrong? Where did you go wrong? And for some people, it's so bad that they say, I was young and dumb and didn't know better when I met him. And that could be really true. And there's some really deep forgiveness that can happen for yourself in that space of really looking at the why it all went down the way that it did. So taking responsibility is so important. And I even want to take this another layer deeper. Take responsibility for all the results you have in your life. When you do that, you have so much power and control. But if you don't take responsibility for anything and you're blaming everything that's ever gone wrong in your life on other people, you have no control. You have no power. Okay, number 10, learn what it takes to create a healthy relationship for life. I really love this one because after my failed marriage, I really went to work on myself and learning what does it take to have a healthy, happy marriage for life. After a divorce, a lot of us look around and we really begin to assess how many healthy, happy relationships do we really know of? There's not that many, right? I mean, when you think of 50% of all marriages end in divorce, what about the other 50% where they stay married and aren't happy? There's a lot of those, right? So I really went to work on looking at what it takes to create a healthy and happy relationship for life. And, you know, I studied, I read a lot of books, I listened to a lot of amazing marriage podcasts, and I learned what it takes. And I still have to work on that on a daily basis. I've been remarried for 10 years now, and I was just out on a walk with my girlfriend. It's like 30 degrees here in Alaska today, and we went for a walk. But you know, because of the pandemic, 
there's not much else we can do. So we go for really long walks and it was great. Um, But I was like reflecting. I'm like, you know, I kind of don't feel like I'm doing as good of a job at being a wife as I was when we first got married. I think I brought a lot more patience to the table, a lot more respect, and I I know I need to work on these things. So saying them out loud um, just reminds me that this is this is my new way of being is to be loving, kind, generous, and respectful to my husband. And sometimes I need to remind myself because sometimes I might slip a little bit and maybe dole out a criticism, which is like the beginning of, of building resentment, right? So you got to be really careful. I really follow um, Dr. John Gottman, and he talks about how criticism is the beginning of the breakdown of a lot of marriages. So I'm very careful when I criticize, I notice, and I immediately try to make amends. Not always, but I am trying to be more aware of that. And awareness is everything, right? Being aware of how we are, how we're showing up is everything. All right. So that's it for today, ladies. And again, these 10 things are really like the 10 things that we can work on within ourselves in order to build and be ready for a happy, healthy, forever relationship. If you think you might be ready to date after divorce and you're not sure how to do it, maybe you're not sure if you're ready, then I definitely suggest you get on a breakthrough session with me where we will uncover your blocks and see if I can find some blind spots and find out if you are a fit for my program. My six months of group and one-on-one coaching to help you become happy, healthy, and whole. Love that. All right, you guys. Thanks for being here. See you next time. Bye. Hey, Tribe Sister. Do you want to know what it takes to create unstoppable self-love after divorce so you can heal for real, gain confidence, and finally get the love you deserve in an equal, committed relationship? Then go watch my free training. You're going to learn the biggest dating trap women fall into and how to avoid it. Go to juliedanielson.me and watch this five shifts training.